staff and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. When it's two o'clock on a Tuesday, two o'clock Tuesday, you know what time it is. It's that time on Mutiny Radio for some call me Tim. (laughs) I always time it wrong. Some call me Tim. There it is. Uh, I am overjoyed today on the program to have with us comedian, house dad, uh, hilarious guy, wonderful human being, Lawrence Isbell, everyone. Yay! Pam, you're so kind. Thank you for having me. Yeah! Welcome to Some Call Me Tim. I appreciate this. Yeah, so... uh, so God bless you. Oh, that's beautiful. Some Call Me Tim is the show here at Mutiny Radio where... Uh, we discuss your personal belief system, whatever that may mean. It fluctuates. <laughs> right. Well, and, and, it, and it depends. And, you know, what depends if you were raised in a, in a religious capacity or if you, um, what different things shape your life. So that's kind of what we dance around. But the first question I usually ask is I ask you to look deep into the eyes of Sparkle Jesus. All right. I'm going to turn Sparkle Jesus towards me yeah. to stare into there you his. Go beautiful blue eyes yeah he's a very very white he's a very white jesus yes and and i ask you do you believe in jesus i do wow yes that is not the typical answer do you believe in him as like the son of god uh that is up for debate depending on the mood i'm in (laughs) so you believe I i don't mean to be vague about it but i will explain you believe jesus was a guy who lived Absolutely. I think I look more like Jesus than this Jesus does right now, based on his description in the scriptures. Right. Right. You think it was Jesus had curly hair? Curly hair, lamb, was it wool of lamb, lamb right. of wool? Yeah, 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 yeah. Lambs have curly hair, absolutely. You've never seen a, a well, lamb with straight hair. Yeah, this white appropriation Jesus right. is what he is. And I don't mean that disparagingly. No, no, it's okay. I mean, I have white guilt, it's fine. <laughs> So, uh, when did your belief in Jesus start? Was it a childhood thing? Was it yes. an adult? Okay, so this was yes. a childhood thing. It's interesting you should ask. Uh, my, I, I never had a father in my life, so it was just my mom, my aunts, my grandmother. Your father in heaven. And father in heaven. <laughs> and uh, my grandmother comes hails from Mississippi, so she had a very Baptist upbringing. Mm. So, but ironically, we all wound up going to Catholic school <laughs> because in Chicago the archdiocese there that's pretty much the pickings you had as far as uh, a uh, non-secular school or uh, what's the term a uh, church school so we all went to Catholic school my mother did my brother and I did and uh, her sisters did up to a point and uh, 
Yeah, so I had uh, Catholicism indoctrinated into my, my psyche. Did you experience any trauma as a child because of your Catholic school upbringing? Uh, thankfully, no. I mean, wow. I, I would be the first to uh, tell because, uh, you know, I try to be very truthful when, when I speak to people. But, uh, I, you know... The I, nuns never hit your hand with a ruler? Yeah, but it wasn't traumatic for me. It was, oh. it was a turn on. Ah. <laughs> so, and I don't, I'm not saying that to be like Milo or whatever, not to be uh, provocative. It's just... Uh, you know what? It, what happened uh, later on in life? I mean, I was you know, I went through the whole baptism thing, and that's when I started getting deja vu really bad. Is after my first baptism in kindergarten, like, like deja vu in that you'd been there before. Yes, and I haven't had it in the last ten years. It's like gone away. Ooh. I used to have serious deja vu. Like, what would be moments where you'd go, "This has happened before." Lots of moments. There were tons of moments throughout my life up until about 10 years ago where I had severe deja vu. So was it because you dreamed it or you literally believed that it was somewhere there? It was somewhere I've been before. I I was repeating this experience, uh, a reincarnation type experience. Like you were abducted by aliens, but they put you back in the wrong time. Yeah. So yeah, when you know, I hear scientists talk about parallel dimensions and things like that, you know, I'm engaged because uh, I can't prove or disprove any of that. I mean, it just. It and seems- if you had those experiences, so what? What changed in the past ten years that you? What would be the difference? Have you? I I would I, I theorize uh, the drug use. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. So I, marijuana took away your third eye, or I think so. Maybe it's- it put yeah. all of your timelines into one because it balances or something yeah that'd be interesting yeah i'm you know you know this is all coming out here on this radio show is so. it a good thing or a bad thing do you miss your deja vu uh it was uh, no i don't I, you know I, I go back and forth about it. i used to miss it but now as i had time without it i, I feel more in the moment and not have to be preoccupied wondering how this is going to work out is this going to be good or bad or having these feelings of anxiety oh because you've been here before right and you should know the outcome and you don't right you know you've been there before that that is that i mean yeah. i guess that would be anxiety yeah it was some anxiety oh what's going to happen you know oh no this is bad i've been here before oh this is good you know they never seemed to be good though mostly it was always uh, like a bad deja vu premonition huh. yeah, like a, a do-over premonition <laughs> right but the, now here's my question to this yeah when you're experiencing the deja vu, are you experiencing as yourself as a younger person or experiencing it in your own mind as your own age? As so, my own age in the same timeline. Wow. Yeah, it was really weird. Wow. Especially when that holy water hit my head wow. at, at the ceremony. Now, okay, so but that's okay, so let's ask this question. Yeah. What makes holy water? Uh, the, according to what I understand, a priest has to bless Does the water. Does it have water. to be a priest? Can it just be any person praying to God? Like, could you make your own holy I, water? I don't think, since I'm not ordained, I could not make my own holy water. Interesting. Yeah, I, I believe there's uh, some particular, and I, don't if, quote me on it, just some kind of ritual. But what if you were ordained in like, let's say the, the Church of the Dude, which is like about, <laughs> that they do weddings and stuff, and they're like, the dude abides, uh, and they have, they preside over weddings and stuff what if you were like a different denomination if you prayed over water would it make it holy i don't think so because i think the 
Catholics have it on lockdown. <laughs> the Catholics have locked down the water thing. On the holy water. Right. So they've made the rule and that's it. You need that's a priest. The rule. Can a nun pray over water to make it holy water? I, I don't believe so. It has to be a male. Wow, there's some it's patriarchy, a patriarchy in holy patriarchy, wa- water. Yeah. Wow. Maybe that was my substitution for my father. Yes. <laughs> what about but Lutherans in Lutheranism, a woman so in Catholicism, a woman can't be a priest. She has to be a nun. Yes. In Lutheranism, currently. a woman can be a pastor. It's very similar in that there's a lot of kneeling and standing and doing sort of Latin kind of things. Right. Now, can she pray over water and make holy water? A, a Lutheran? A Lutheran. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, I mean, we have to Google that. I'm, right. I'm not sure. Well, but it's just it's just about yeah. belief. So yeah. like, you're pretty hard and fast to Catholicism. It's what you were raised with. You're like, these are the laws. This is Catholicism. <laughs> right. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I'm locked in. You're locked in. I'm locked in. They want Catholics to come home. They want, right. Well, are you? have you ever thought about Buddhism or have you ever thought about any other sort of spiritual practices that might take deja vu into account? Funny you should bring that up. I was at uh, in L.A. at the Church of Scientology a couple oh. weeks ago. I'm $100 oh, lighter in the pocket. How are the books? How are the books? Uh, you know, just like any self-help book, uh, there's an awareness. I haven't gotten to the... The parlor trick yet, or the big crux of uh, what, what it's all about. But uh, as far as like human r- relationships and identification and self awareness and uh, hang ups and uh, things that are, yeah, they can't, they, they're the church of uh, mental health, is the way is I that would what describe they, it. Really? That's really interesting. Yeah, they don't believe in, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, clinical mental health. They, they, they don't feel that doping people is the answer or. It's coming to terms with your own right. psyche, self, yes. your own self. A self-awareness. Right. But it's a long journey through that Scientology book, the Dianetics book. Right, sure. Yeah. It's, it, it's, a, it's a snoozer. <laughs> Sorry. So if you, would have went, if you went there and you wouldn't have given them $100, what would have happened? Would they have turned you away at the door or would they have been like, yeah, come in, we'll talk to you? I, I'm assuming, I, I, you know, I came in, I didn't come in all hokey and trying to like, you know, get into it with them you know i just i came in i mean christopher hitchens uh did this a lot you know he you know he if you walk into a temple or, or whatever you don't come in there to be a jerk or an asshole you just right. you know you, you're respectful just listen and so you know it's curiosity my wife and i are into things like that and it's a shared experience and you know it was a great way to kill four hours in la wow so, and yeah. it's a pretty building Beautiful, beautiful buildings. Uh, all the buildings they own are pretty beautiful, but they keep all the shades closed, which is kind of creepy. Because the Thetans will come in through the light rays. Yeah, yeah. I haven't got that to yeah. chapter. <laughs> it's, um, you know, I feel like Tom Cruise sure likes it, and uh, there are a bunch of stars, John Travolta, and they all seem to love Scientology. And right. It seems to help them, and that seems to be a thing. Right. Um, so, you know... Is it all bad? Who knows? I. It's only bad. Anything's bad when the fanaticism rises up. Right. Well, but that's the thing, too, is belief. What's the difference between belief and fanaticism? So there are some religions where there is no line between and you're a fanatic or you're not. Like you have to be like it's in the precepts that you must be a fanatic about this. You must be completely devoted to this religion. Yeah. The witnesses. Yeah. The witnesses. The Jehovah Witnesses. Yeah. Oh, well, and I find Jehovah Witnesses so interesting because they don't celebrate birthdays. Right. And so they're like, you're nothing. You, they remove the entitlement by, that. I, I have a problem with birthdays only because 
I was the, it, the premonition was set up when I was a child that I was important and that there should be I should be celebrated on my birthday. And then um, when you hit reality, no one gives a fuck. If it's no one, no one gives a fuck if it's your birthday. It's true. Like even when you bring people cake, maybe they like you because you brought cake, not because it's your birthday. But the fake expectations are set up that you matter and your day matters and you're important. And then when we realize, like we're not fucking important. But I like that about them is they're like, you ain't fucking important. There's no birthdays. There's no special holidays. We're all just humans. Yeah. who, Who love and serve the Lord. And they really know their Bible backwards and forwards. Mm-hmm. And uh, they also had our two of our greatest entertainers in our life, in my opinion. Bes- beside Elvis. They had Prince and Michael Jackson were wow. witnesses. You know? so That's really interesting because Michael Jackson, that poor guy. So now this goes <laughs> back into the theory that when people are lost, they'll often cling to fanatic religious beliefs. So you've got people that followed the Bhagwan in the 80s. You've got people that do Jehovah's Witnesses, the Moonies. Yeah. I mean, people get fanatically changed their lives. It, uh, Jonestown. Oh, yeah. Like people that move to fucking French Guiana and and build all these houses with the, give him all their money and then they Drink all Kool-Aid. murder each other. They, they commit suicide. <laughs> like... Wow, but you there has to be something inside yourself that's so missing or so broken yeah. that you're willing to say, "I don't want any more choices. I'm giving my choice to the Lord." Yeah, to yeah, the faith. <laughs> you got to have faith, the faith, the faith. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it's profound. Uh, I've not had that calling. I'm not. I'm not going to rule it out. It's probably not going to happen. But I, I can't say for certain, you know, the certainty that I will stay the same for the rest of my life. Sure. I've made it 45 years so far with a lot of, you know, being younger, being very influenced by it. But it's brought me this far and it's not, it's always been with me, but not with me, with me where I... But you consider yourself a moral person. I do. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. And, and you're not, you don't feel you're a moral person because of the Catholicism that's just sort of like a like an extra added thing like would yeah. you be a moral person if you hadn't been raised Catholic that's a weird question to ask it's like presuppose all of your upbringing was different which is a kind of a fucked up thing to ask but do, is the Catholicism what makes you feel like a moral person or do you feel like your I, own humanity is moral I'm gonna be honest I think it had a lot to do with it in the beginning because it was there you know that it was indoctrinated it was I guess like anything. So if it was absent and I was exposed just to the regular world, um, you know, it, it depends on the influences around me at the time. If I had moralistic influences, in Chicago, so yeah, in Chicago, if, you know, if, if there were a, you know, not uh, what's the opposite of moral, uh, a- amoral, maybe. amoral. Yeah, well, th- th- yeah. this is it. Here's my question: If you hadn't been raised Catholic, would you have been one of those kids that'd be like, "I'm gonna put a firecracker in the cat's butt"? It, would you be mean and? gross and vindictive and bad like it, yeah. it's crazy to me that children do that or right. even people i just think it's sadistic and awful also i love cats so that yeah. was like the worst I thing mean, i could think of but they do i mean terrible things yeah yeah that uh, i'm gonna be honest i mean I, i've played with animals not to the point to harm them physically uh with with death or, or, or permanent injury but yeah I've, I've spun my cat around on the floor to get him dizzy <laughs> You know, is that considered sadistic I think or that's not? Playing with your cat. Yeah, I mean I, that, but that's the type of things, and 
it bats at me and I bat back but at that's it. that's playing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you spin your cat around on the floor and he doesn't like it, he'll fucking yeah. let you know. Yeah, but but as far as <laughs> the, the child or the person that wants to harm them and see what's inside them and mm. see that I, I can't relate okay, good <laughs> I, yeah I can't I can't relate I don't even like imagining that no I don't either yeah but it's hard to but it's a reality and I know isn't yeah. it scary that the terrible things people do and how is that formed is it <sighs> genetics you know what is in that person's mind you know or is it an influence which is right a, you know so it's so t- I mean I've been reading I just recently read these three thrasher killer thriller books they're set in the south actually it's an author named karen slaughter (laughs) and uh she sets these in uh georgia in grant county and uh, i guess it's a little bit outside of i don't know yeah but maybe it's real grant county i know uh and it's outside of um atlanta yeah and she's a small town coroner slash pediatrician and her ex-husband is the chief of police and there's all of these murders that keep happening and they are fucking brutal and so i've been reading these books and and it's and there's like rape and shit it's all it's awful but they're they're good books and so when i'm reading them i'm like people really do this though like they really do kill people yeah. in these crazy ways and they really are can be totally deranged because of things that happened yeah. in their youth or right. bullying bullying <laughs> yeah bullying is it bullying I was a bully because I was bullied <gasps> you were a bully well it was later in life see I, I grew up in the south side of Chicago I was telling Tony about this Sparks about this story and you know he said it must have been hard for me growing up where I grew up there was a kid named Kenyatta because you were half black half white yeah but I looked the way I looked and uh, sure he, he used to sing that he used to do this Smokey Robinson song in the most awful way he would sing my mama told me not to play with that white boy and Aww. that was a shop around song yeah you know and so another kid he comes didn't even along rhyme it well he sucks yeah he sucks I forgive him though I mean there was another kid to come along two kids that came along and after I'd been bullied for some years and I wound up bullying them for a little bit I apologized now I did go back Siku was his name I went back and apologized to him when he graduated from high school wow. I, I went out of my way to say dude I'm to, sorry for I, fucking with you yeah, yeah. I, I mean I, not that that mattered to him or I don't know if it made a difference but I felt I felt remorse after the phase I went through yeah uh, to go back. That's and, good for and, you. And apologize. Uh, yeah. It was uh, weird. Even it was, it was so corny, though. Like It was another kid. I can't remember his name. He was still wearing Michael Jackson's jacket. That's cool. After it was not cool to wear it. Uh, so, yeah, right? Like, yeah, it's like members-only jackets. Yeah, they something. weren't cool. They were cool, and then they weren't cool, and now they're cool again. Yeah. And, you know, kids, I, it's that, that, that peerness. I, you know, I guess it's the influences. I don't. Yeah. I don't know who becomes the Lord of the Flies guy or gal right. <laughs> at the top of the, the the mosh pit, just r- ruling over and making people do crazy stuff. But or, sometimes the popular people are actually really nice. Okay. Like, it seemed like the pretty girls, I mean, they weren't nice to me, but they seemed nice to everybody else. They didn't yeah. see, you know, like, yeah. I was like, oh, good. Like, how? And then I, for me, I'd be like, how did they get to be popular and I'm not popular? And then I'd be like, what's wrong with me? Why am I not good enough? Jesus, why don't you love me? No, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're always talking to Jesus. I was always talking yeah. to Jesus. Hell yeah, I'm praying. <laughs> I'm praying about weird shit. Yeah. Dear Jesus, please let Brian... 
what was his last name? Call me. <laughs> uh, thought, you know, I didn't, there were no cell phones back then, but I'd be like at home praying, let yeah. the phone ring. Jesus, please make the phone ring. Make boys like me. Practicing eye makeup alone. Yeah, it was interesting when I got out to the suburbs. We eventually left the uh, south side of Chicago and moved out to a more, uh, it's still segregated, but it was diverse. But I went to school with some white kids finally. And so it was like, you know, my last three years of high school, uh, my sophomore, junior, senior, I got to be around white cats for the first time. And wow. White, yeah, the white girls really liked me. <laughs> and so, I mean, not all the ones. I mean, it was those pretty girls that I was aspiring to, but I was too, I did not have the courage oh. to speak to them, you know. Uh, I, I, so I, Really? <laughs> yeah, you yeah. just, what, you would just... I was, terrified. I was terrified. I was terrified. No, you just ignored them. No, I wasn't creepy exist. like that. I just, you know, a lot of masturbatory fantasies of, you sure. know, just, you know, just. Someday I'll talk to a girl. Someday I'll be able to talk to, <laughs> you know, out of my league type thing, you know, not realizing that, you know, I don't know how we had such a value system for one person over the other. You know, everybody was coming into their own. Like even some right. of the girls I went to uh, dances with that were, you know, still kind of emerging are gorgeous today you know gorgeous women that i you know i see look back and see i'm like wow you know i was with her when you know braces and sure you acting. saw the potential i don't know if i did or not i just you know it is what it is sure I mean, yeah i don't mean to we're deviating off no it's God all good here, you can man. talk i mean i think that <laughs> women are often in in their youth become gods goddesses like, yes. goddesses well yeah. and that's and what God. makes that's what makes jesus difficult so if jesus for me was easy because boys didn't like me but i got to talk to a 33 year old invisible guy like you know i'm like i'm a kid and like my best friend is a 33 year old dude like that's kind of <laughs> gross and hot but you didn't get that i mean it's almost creepy if little boys talk to jesus all the time do you know like talking a little talking to jesus about like oh, man i want to come in her mouth so badly like what do you pray to jesus like that's so gay i mean so it's like is How do you? Well, he's a dude. He, he's a dude, though. But I think it's different. It's it can be a different relationship. Yeah. For a for a young girl to connect with Jesus than for a guy to yeah. connect with Jesus. I know. Uh, I would wonder how my daughters would have been had we, you know, put them in. And that's that's the other thing. When I was raising my daughters, with my first wife, you know, we we didn't do the Catholic. She's Jewish. My wife is Jewish. But we did like a hybrid, the Chrismica. Oh, nice. And, and uh, so it was more important to her, those traditions, you know, Hanukkah, Passover. Sure. And Christmas. Yeah. yeah it was very busy holidays. Sure. Uh, and then we tried non-denominational churches. We had a great non-denominational church there in Georgia. Georgia. Andy Stanley, Charles Stanley's son. He was a great orator. Beautiful spoken. Crippling shy guy in person. But he's on TV every night about 1 a.m. If you can catch wow. him. He's a TV evangelist. But he, out of all the television evangelists, he seems the most plausible, uh, good-intentioned. Some of his beliefs might be messed up, but, you know, kind of Mike Pence-ish. Oh, but ouch. Not, not all yeah. the way. Not all the way. I don't know if it has to do, you know, with, with homosexuality or anything, but... You know, he like he won't ride in a car with a woman type bullshit. Wow. Yeah, but nice guy. But yeah, we dabbled in that a little bit, trying to thinking that was the right thing to do for our kids, but come to realize that we didn't need that. Sure. So there was a transition there, and uh, 
so far I, I can say it's for the best it wasn't I'm glad that wasn't part of our family sure a, a religious fanaticism because yes. when you tell children to believe on faith they go for it like, yeah they like go they're like yeah we're santa on fire claus. for god yeah. yeah santa claus is great the easter, easter. bunny badass yeah passover is a lot of fun actually I, it's a brutal fucking holiday it was Horrible i mean story. the the egyptian <laughs> they murdered the firstborn first of the egyptians and, the, and they also murdered a bunch of lambs to put the blood on, on the, the door so that they the door, yeah, yeah so that the Angel of Death would pass celebrate. over. Let's celebrate. Celebrating the, murdering babies. We're Yay. enslaved by these people and their right. firstborns are dying. Yay, babies. <laughs> babies dying and adults because if they were the firstborn and they were oh, adults, yeah, they're right, still dead. Right, it was right. all their yeah. people. Oh, yeah. Plague. Yeah. G- uh, God was like, fucking, you're fucking with my people. You know what's going to happen? I told you. I sent Aaron and Moses there. They threw the thing. They threw, yeah. the, they threw the, the staff down. It became a snake. Yeah. They're like, looked at They're like, wow, you're a pretty good magician. They're like, get the fuck out of here. Here. And then he was like, okay, the plagues they are coming, and then the locusts, and the rivers to blood, and, and the darkening of the sun, and then all of their children die. And then they're like, okay, get out of here. But then he changes his mind halfway through and goes, no, 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 we can't lose all our slaves, chase them. And then that huge Red Sea thing, which is very exciting, because a lot of people have talked through the Red Sea with Title things that could have been happening around time periods. Science like based. Science. Trying to figure <laughs> out scientifically how the Red the part, Sea could Red be. Sea. Well, it could have been that there was something that happened with tides and it went down for a certain amount of time. There was some astrological thing that happened and then they came back together because something happened or maybe, you know. Anyways, I don't understand. But these, some of these biblical stories, they try to back well, history, back oh, yeah. science it. Yeah. Christians are the biggest fanatics when you come down to it. I mean, yeah. the state of Israel, I'm not, I love my Jewish brothers, but you know, that is an example of Christianity really putting its footprint on fanaticism. When sure. you think of when you back away from it, I'm not trying to get political people here at Mutiny Radio. Just this, <laughs> it's just obvious and you love me or hate me for it. It's just a fact in my, my observation of it. Yeah. So yeah, we're trying to fulfill some biblical prophecy prophecy sure yeah <laughs> absolutely well it, and revelations what a crazy book what that a is. crazy book like and the, it was all a dream uh you know from the cave magazine. he was in the he was in the cave and he was dreaming <laughs> yeah. and uh wrote this stuff down and it's crazy and but people i mean is was it nostradamus-esque is it was he telling the future are we in a time where in you know the days, there's a many-eyed yeah. god that we're serving absolutely it's a euphemism for tv the many-eyed god we're in we're in a time right now where if there are end times they are truly upon us like that everybody's being watched and everybody wants to be watched right. like everyone's like look at me facebook live <laughs> what or like there's cameras everywhere or get the cameras to follow me or i'm tweeting this be part of my every waking moment and yeah. validate every choice i'm making I'm sure it's in there. It's written a little bit more differently. Well, the yeah. many-eyed, yeah. it's the, the many-eyed mos- oh, monster. Oh, is that the Yeah, quote? it's, yeah. In, the, it's, it's yeah. in the thing. So it's like, the end times are upon us when the many-eyed monster, like, oh. you know, descends. But that's, I feel what like... What a great metaphor and analogy, yeah. It's just a big... Uh, eyes everywhere cameras everywhere yeah. and we, but we like it like when we're little and we're taught these books and these scary things and we're like oh no hell is filled with all these bad things but then we're like 
wait a minute, it's filled with like gambling and all wine, all the alcohol and all the drugs, <laughs> all the fun stuff, all the all the all this miscreant sex, yeah. all like the weird, you know, like all the bad stuff, and we're like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> so. Because who wants to be fucking righteous? Who wants to be who wants to be pretentious other than like a four-year-old child that's like, I want to be chased for Jesus, or a twelve-year-old fanatic Christian who's like, I want to live my life for Christ and you know, telling everybody he's my Lord and Savior and Yeah, the pleasures of one versus the other is baffling to me because the physical side the the the, the works with our own chemistry. Uh, I don't. I want to know what it's like to feel the other side. I would like to feel that, to feel that fanaticism, and and want to. Oh. I would, you know, just. I want to be touched in a way where I, I want to believe, like Mulder on X Files. I just right, wanna, right, right, right. Did I, you have you ever done acid? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've been to the edge of the universe. So then you've I, already done it. Like I mean, so then I don't. Like, if, they, no if they feel, if they feel like they're on acid. The, the, like the physical asset then yeah I, I would definitely want to figure out how to do that on the regular I don't know is it meditation no they, it's 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 like when you it's like when you listen it's like when you listen to old tapes of the Rolling Stones or the Beatles where you can't even hear the music because the women, women are screaming, screaming so yeah. loud right it is so overwhelming the screaming and the fanaticism that they are exuding that you can't even hear the music that in itself is like an ecstatic state that's like what witches would do when they jump around a bonfire at night or you like or you know tribal dancing and jumping okay. in your heart and you're kind of like I dig that right yeah. and then yeah. there's also hallucinogenic plants and properties that you can take I, yeah. I think that um, when you look at the Bible and they talk about anointing priests if you look back at even Chinese pharmacology from 4,000 years ago, right. which was at the same time, they were using plants and putting them into um, oil-based things that you would anoint. And it wouldn't be like we do now where you anoint the... You'd like dip the entire the priest yeah, yeah. in these fucking oils that are infused with all of these medicinal herbs and extracts and things that could have been anything. It could have been heroin, poppy yeah, stuff. Yeah. It could have been cannabis. That makes a lot of sense. And so then... That's how you knew you were a priest is, you know, you'd dip yourself or you take the peyote or you take the ayahuasca and you go on that journey and that's how people who were. So when you look at it, you're like, aha, there, there was use of drugs even with religion because it brings your mind to a different state of thought where you can ignore reality because God already is on a higher plane. Like we can't be like, there he is. We see him. Like I saw him in the clouds. He's that he's in space. I saw he has a spaceship. Like there's no, it's, it's a, it's a faith thing. So if you, but that's the thing today, these people aren't taking the drugs. No, I know. So they have the fanaticism. They have this belief. I have to believe them unless they're, really trying to put me on but i believe that they really feel something inside without the oils in them right right side. right right so i'm that's what i'm focused on like how do i get to that state well you, you have know. to be able to fool yourself you, know, you can fool you, you, think you can yeah, yeah, yeah you can believe anything you want to believe i want to hold snakes and shit like that you know yeah you yeah. and you could you could hold snakes but and I, shit i couldn't because i don't feel it you know I'm right following. no absolutely yeah, well because if you you have to believe the snake is not going to bite you or logic, somehow my logic receptors are really turned up and their logic receptors are really turned down. Sure. I don't know. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or, But it's just that that fervent belief that 
It's. I mean, I, I really, honestly, truly believed that Jesus was my invisible buddy. Right. And when I'd talk to him, he'd like sit right next to me and like talk to me and be like, it's going to be cool. Like He's the original imaginary friend. He's the original imaginary friend that you're allowed to have. Yeah. yeah. When right. I wanted it to be an, a, a giant cat, my parents said, you're nuts. And then when I'm like, oh no, I talk to Jesus all the time. They're you're like, cool. that's great. That's, <laughs> that is perfect. So kids, if you're listening and you have an imaginary friend, just name him Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> And everything will everything be fine. Everything will be fine. Yeah. You'll no be matter fine. if he's got four eyes, his he, name is Jesus. You can talk to him anytime you want. Anytime, at the dinner table, children. You can, anytime you want, and no one will look at you funny. Yeah. I Back on Revelations, and, and really yeah. just the books of the Bible, it's just impressive when you think about the authors, whoever they were. I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I'm sure I did know at one time, but yeah, just the, the standing, the longest standing as we currently know, beside other scrolls and texts we find. But as far as in popular culture, this book has really shaped our world. A it's, lot, it's yeah. It's amazing it that these, these authors shaped our universe right. that we're in right now with uh, theocratic order here. Yeah, I know. It's well, crazy. Le- Leviticus is so f- fucked up. And when they used to, stoning people was, I mean, they were brutal back then. I think a lot of religion is fear. Of course, and, yeah. And, if, if they were gonna, if they gave me a bunch of rules and they're like, if you sleep with your father-in-law, you should both be stoned. I'd be like, I'll never do that. I would. Being stoned is like the worst. They either put you. They either, if they're kind, they dig you into the ground so just your head is above the ground, uh, and then they throw rocks at you till you're dead. Oh no. Okay, so that's one. That's the nice way. The other way is that you get tied to a thing, and then they throw rocks at you. Uh, so until you die. So yeah. one way it happens quicker because it's the head trauma. Right. Blunt force trauma to the head, basically. Yeah. But it's awful. I mean, it's and it's just so brutal. And but that would scare people into submission. But now there's like no consequence, I guess. No real consequence for your actions except for a fake or if you believe in heaven maybe like if i'm a bad person i won't go to heaven i won't live forever purgatory or hell right exactly if my my soul will forever burn in a you know purgatory used to trip me out just the idea of purgatory well it's ghosts right like yeah purgatory is here yeah so ghosts exist right (laughs) what a loser situation (laughs) so ghosts are real the haunt so the fifth fifth sense people yeah your new job after after you die is to be a to haunt a house or something. Yeah, that would be good. The, actually, that would be a really fun like post life if you're a comedian because you could just you'd have like <laughs> comic hauntings. Yeah, you're trying to you know, <laughs> not trying to scare them, but trying to make them laugh. Like like right. you do shitty weird things in their house and they just start laughing. Like All right, here's your here's your audience. You, they can't hear you, they can't see, you, but they can sense you. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> See now, this is the thing though. What? I feel like ghosts should be able to. We can still write, like yeah, what we in can't. The mirror, in the mirror. Yeah, write on the mirror backwards and be like, "I am a ghost. I am here. Knock, knock. Who's there? You can't see me. Am I at the door? Like I can't get out of this house. Like you." <laughs> <laughs> I'm trapped. I'm that's trapped what, in this house. What Beetlejuice was such a great movie. <laughs> He's trapped in the yeah. I, uh, my wife and Can't I, we, and the kids, we got the kids into ghost hunting for a little bit. Cool. We were, we were really into the ghost adventures and paranormal shows for a minute. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, I, we tend to follow along with popular my, shit. My buddy wants, um, he lives in a building in the Tenderloin that's really old and yeah. he's been experiencing psychic phenomena in his bedroom only 
And I said, oh my God, it must be a woman who died there, uh, living there, and she had some traumatic thing that happened with men. And so we're going to uh, bring some recording equipment in yeah. and into his bedroom and a Ouija board yeah. and like try to call the spirits. And because a lot of times you can't hear them with your own ears, but if you record it, right. you'll hear back on the recording that there'll yeah. be things that they were like talking to you. EVPs, yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Ghosts. Yeah. It, you know, it only follows that if you believe in Catholicism that you believe in ghosts because guess, of purgatory. Yeah. It a, absolutely makes a, sense. There's a relationship there. I think there is. I, everyone has had an experience, but me. Again, you I, haven't I've had been, a ghost experience? De, beside deja vu, I've not, I've wanted to, and maybe because I wanted to bad, I've not been freaked out. Everyone in my family has seen some type of spirit, premonition, something to uh, rise up out of people. And, t- and they, they tell it convincingly. Sure. It's not like I'm sitting around a campfire sure. and they're trying to spook me out. They're just telling me a personal experience. Why can't I? Why have I not had this? I want it so bad. I want, yeah, sure. I want a haunting. Well, um, you just start putting yourself in more haunted situations and get into that like fervent fanatic state of mind like i know that i'm going i know that one of them is going to contact me i'm coming into this space hoping and knowing that this is a space where phenomena has happened and if you go in with a certain set of belief i bet you'll experience some like paranormal i gotta switch off the logic in my brain sure (laughs) i gotta turn it off somehow shut it down i can't drink it away i can't drug it away it's always on (laughs) rational (laughs) in the moment the physical is always with me sure and i would love another plane to play around (laughs) right 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 no hey jesus i'm looking at you man help me What the fucking, your heart's on fire, man. Come here. Ghosts. I've had a bunch of experiences with the paranormal that. I believe you. That I'm like, okay, that's what I saw. Now, did I imagine that I saw that? Maybe, but that's what I saw. So, you know, then it comes into question, like, is thought real? So if I think something, that's real, right? Like that thought exists, but it only exists in my head unless I say it. Now it's outside myself, but that thing is real. So anything can be real. Yeah. And you can believe anything. That's a philosophical point there. I mean, just the thinking of something, does it automatically exist? Is it, you know, in the real, you know, just the Well, are thoughts real? Yeah. Or are are thoughts only real when they become verbalized and someone else can hear them? Are are thoughts inside our own minds? Do they exist? It's like a tree in the woods. I think they exist. So I think so too yeah, because yeah. I'm I'm experiencing it and so I'm part of that experience so it exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So that's two people that know your brain and you, right? <laughs> Which is one and the same, <laughs> right? So, but then in that singularity, does that mean that it's not because? Uh, but people, I think if you think enough things and you just believe they're real, they can become that way, and that's maybe getting back to serial killers. Yeah, that's how they justify hurting things or. Not yeah. seeing, not seeing the other person as a person that, that has—that's a dark door. That, right. that I wonder is in, in everyone. Like this question is: everyone ah, carry this a around? Good question. Does everyone carry that around? Is that something we have an access? But have I ever wanted? I mean, I can't imagine wanting to kill somebody. That is. Are you being really honest ex- with yourself? I'm, yes. Okay. That is. You've never like, been angry enough at anyone to think the ill will of them. Well, to think yeah. ill will of them, but yeah. not to wish them dead. Like that's 
that's you never thought that over there was a person that doesn't need to be here no i mean if i'm gonna like wish someone Donald ill Trump? will if, if i'm gonna wish someone <laughs> ill will what i think of is i hope their car gets broken into and like uh, a window is smashed and it's really inconvenient you're hoping they learn a lesson yeah from, from something well i'm just hoping that they can be severely inconvenienced for yeah. a little bit of time i don't want them dead yeah. i just want them to like lose a saturday and be like fuck my window's broken and now i got to take care of this bullshit i'm like i wish that upon them but i don't wish upon them like i what? want you to cease existing from this planet because that means that a lot of other people get hurt because maybe other people care about that person and then yeah like that's the logic i can't that turn off somebody has them everyone has a mother right and so, yeah. Yeah, so someone's going to miss them. Like Hitler. No matter how cunty they are. Hitler. <laughs> you know, it was, are we better off without him? Yeah. You know, so that's how yeah. I look at it. Because he was causing, he was beyond help. You know, there's a point where somebody might be on help. It doesn't make me a proponent of capital punishment per se, but kind of does if I, I'm going to sit up here and I, wish. I'm a proponent would. of capital gov- of punishment. I think yeah. that if you kill somebody and we know why or even if we don't know why but it's been proven like i don't think unless you do something super super extreme to warrant some kind of second like like in jail even if in jail you start some kids program and you're working really hard and you completely change your life around you still kill some killed somebody yeah like that's crazy but that's where other countries do some more creative things i think where they learn to identify that in people and try to help people. So, yeah, instead of, you know, ending their lives, uh, they study them, you know, huh. in, in, in captivity, which which is, sounds cruel. Sure. But I don't know. I was, well, we do it with the monkey farms, too. Yeah. Cage, they have cage wars. But like Hitler, like if, even if he was caught <laughs> in a prisoner of war, you know. Right. And uh, even, but leaders like Ceausescu or, I mean, there's all kinds of leaders who've just murdered their own people Saddam Hussein really hurt like Muammar Gaddafi yeah Yeah. well although Gaddafi in Libya he actually had a pretty cool government going on everyone was being kind of taken care of and no yeah he was but the overthrow you know you know the propaganda the the assistance of the United States helped (laughs) usher in his demise yeah. Which was kind of funny. I was watching a show and they were saying that that's one of Vladimir Putin's favorite things to watch or he watches it to remind himself of the position he's in. Right. That Americans yeah. are dumb. That, not only that. Yeah. But yeah, his 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 uh, po- rise of power is always in jeopardy. He could. Right. He could have yeah. a Gaddafi moment. Absolutely. Yeah, it's kind of, I would hate to be in that position to be ter- that terrified. I, I mean, I can't imagine being in charge of that many people's lives. I I can't imagine anybody would want to do that yeah right i'm gonna be in charge well and then we look at the situation we have right now with the hubris and the yeah there was something scary i thought about today was um i think i was on the toilet and i was thinking about barack obama and how amazing he is and i was thinking because last night i made a mistake i made my sauce i got too high my sausage fingers made a mistake but i already figured out a way to remedy the mistake and i just had to fess up to it and say I got too high on peach rings at Spark and I accidentally deleted the Spark cast which was great last night but and I was beating oh. myself I was beating myself up but I found a solution we're going to do it live today from 4 to 5 and I have a guest and one of the guests from last night and we're going to talk about similar things but it was like I made a mistake I'm human right? and that was one of the things I loved about Barack Obama is that he was like I make mistakes I'm a human being I'm trying to 
take care of everybody. I really am. I really am. Yeah, he I'm was. really interested. He really has the interest of the people and the corporations, but the people. I feel like True. he had both. I think he was of two yeah, minds he about pl- it. He was, yeah, Ben Franklin. And, and he could say, I've made mistakes. The person that we currently have now, he would never admit a mistake ever. It will never, ever happen. He will never, ever, ever. He will lie about mistakes he's made. He's never. He's done things. He's He he lies about all. He just covers it up. Let's talk about it. He doesn't ever say. He's never said Trump University was a scam. No. And I stole money from people. Yeah. He doesn't say the Trump, uh, the Taj Mahal in Atlantic City um, went out of business suddenly and 4,000 people lost their jobs with no security and all of a sudden the doors were closed. 4,000 people went to work and the doors were closed. And then he just declares bankruptcy again and nothing happens to him and everything's forgiven and all these people now have to foreclose on their homes because they don't have a job. It's sickening to me that... that You can't say sorry. Beside that, he doesn't want to be perceived as being weak. That's the thing. I work with people like him and weakness was something that you couldn't show or be vulnerable at all at all costs so you lie through your teeth you, you know you want to show strength all the time I and think that, what that a sad way to live i feel like admitting when you make a mistake is showing strength i agree it's the easiest well it's the hardest but easiest way to move forward so it's like i made a mistake i found a solution i'm going to tell you the mistake i made i'm sorry i was high there are people are trapped. <laughs> there are people trapped on the other side, Pam, right, that don't feel that way. They feel like any amount of weakness means something's going to be taken away from them. Uh, and uh, you know that. Look I, to the I, birds of the sky; they do not reap or sow or stow away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father takes care of them. <laughs> That's dope. Yeah, That's, what, what, That's from the Bible. Yeah, I know. I know. It's from uh, Matthew. Matthew. Yeah, yeah I was from looking. the Beatitudes. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. A lot of, lot of uh, the the parables. Yeah. In there, so good. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you thought of that. Yeah. yeah. Well, but that's that, the thing is, we timing. worry, worry, worry. Nobody can, like, but you know, everything's gonna be okay. Like, it's okay to admit a mistake. True. Yeah, I do it all the time. I, you know, to the point that I feel stronger for being honest about my sure. faults and shortcomings. You know. Being transparency is like the best thing that can happen. Yeah, because if you're lying all the time, you have to remember lies and you have to constantly think about like, how am I trying to be in front of this person so that they get this perception of me? Whereas that that I find that's exhausting. Just be your, just be honest. Why play? So, but that's a different thing that has to do with integrity and personal beliefs is that this new fake it till you make it bullshit that's happening here in America. Fake it till you make it, fake it. What about... Hard work and discipline until you get it right. But people just lie. And like, you're married, so it's a little bit different, but I'm sure you see it from the outside. All the dating, like, people are pretending, they're like, pretend to be someone else completely, at least for the first six weeks. Wow. That's the the mantra, huh? Yeah, like, don't be yourself. I didn't know that. Yeah. I haven't dated in such a long time, so. It's just, you know, trying to put on a persona of who you think somebody else wants you to be the makeup and the hair and the outfits and the timing and what are you doing and and wow it must be really hard for my daughters uh, you know uh, you know when i think about it you know and then uh, what isn't what is driving that that's impressive i don't know i feel lucky the ability the 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 want to be loved and appreciated by Uh another person maybe because the internal mechanism for impressing and being proud of ourselves is broken. Like I know that I have a little broken pride o meter. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm 
I want to be proud of accomplishments, but then I'm like, I discount the concept that what I've done is an accomplishment. So I like downplay, but then you don't want to, because you don't want to toot your own horn too much, but then sometimes you don't, can't even find the horn. Right. I, uh, I, I think I've gotten lucky with my daughters. Uh, I think not, by not having a father figure, I tried to be the best father I can be That's with great. girls. And I was doing things that most dads in my group, if they had daughters, they didn't do with their daughters for some reason. I mean, you had tears. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. I, I, I took my, <laughs> I took my kids, whatever interest. I never really like if they were interested in something, I was interested in too. I mean, cool. I went to Jonah's brothers. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. They were digging that. And uh, that high sound, that scream uh, that you were talking about earlier mm. with the Beatles and the stones. I, I lived through that for a couple hours. Wow. Uh, yeah. She wanted to see Wiz Khalifa when he was popping and I took her for her 16th birthday. I did all first stuff with her. Cool. You know, you know, I didn't. And, you know, it was just I, somehow I think that either worked for me. You know, they were in sports. They weren't boy crazy. That's good. Or in high school, I don't know what I did right. You know, you gave them. They have a sense of self esteem. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's. I talk to them, and I talk to them just like I talk to you. They're, like they're yeah. people. That's yeah. Amazing. And yeah. and that's the thing. You know, I don't. We, if you see us out at a restaurant or just out and talking, we're just cutting up, and 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 other people will go, "Oh my God, why is this man talking this way to this kid?" Have they come out to see you do comedy? Uh, not yet. Oh. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, I sent them little tapes, but uh, yeah. Uh, well, first of all, they couldn't get in the clubs. But, you know, oh, they're not Atlanta. 21 yet. Well, now now they are. My okay. oldest is 21. All right. Yeah. My 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 youngest is uh, eight seventeen. So, oh wow. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, my oldest could see me. Yeah, but uh, I've sent I've sent my youngest some tapes. I mean, she's very supportive. That's good. So <laughs> I'm excited. That's it. They think you're cool. That's cool. I hope they do. I mean, I'm trying to be, you know. I, 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 you know, I'm still working on myself. I mean, after I quit my job of 17 years, you know, I, I'm still recovering from that. Sure. That was 17 years. 17 years of uh, of a corporate-ish, wow. sales-driven so medical sales. Oh, it was, was the worst. Medical Nepotism. sales used to be easier when, so... When I, my buddy is a dermatologist and back in the day when we'd go to these dermatology conventions, we'd go to these amazing parties thrown by pharmaceutical companies, but they changed the rules. And uh, so they didn't let you spend money on these lavish parties and the dinners had to be different and they had to be, so they changed all the money. And so it wasn't as fun. I remember the switch. It was like in. I don't know, 2006 maybe. Yeah, it hit those guys first, farm, big pharma first. It yeah. kind of trickled in. I was selling implant devices. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it took a minute to get there. I mean, the Department of Justice came down on the big three, Stryker, Zimmer, and Johnson & Johnson, mm. and they fined them. You know, that's all they do. The Department of Justice come in and fine. Yeah. But yeah, they were kickbacks galore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, was, I used to get to go to these parties. I'm telling you, for Gal Derma. And, no, it would be like, I would leave the party and Drugs. I was just I was just a plus one. And uh-huh. I just asked the people, can I have an extra bottle of wine? I'd yeah. like leave. But we'd be eating. There was one party in the Soma. And I've gone by the building now. Um, but it was, they rented out the entire building, which was six floors high. And in the center, they had like a laser light show on the ceiling. And then there was like a fire dancer and they had sushi chefs on every floor doing different sushi. And they had 40 different wineries that were all there with different, their different tables. And we were just walking around eating sushi. Oh, and they had another thing too. They had like little pedophores and it was crazy. 
and it was six floors tall and it was all pharmaceutical and it was just doctors and I was a plus one and I was like this is amazing yeah for the largest organ in your body you said he was a dermatologist dermatologist yeah, yeah. For 70% skin, skin yeah. wow that is amazing it was like I mean I am so lucky that I was able to be a plus one and experience the opulence that the pharmaceutical industry bestowed upon its chosen ones um, they were chosen they were, they were pedigreed chosen ones I was lucky to when I got in when I got in I got in right after a merger of two big companies mm-hmm. so I just kind of slid in the back door and I took took oh, every have, opportunity I could you have a great personality so oh. sales would work for you because you're just talking with people and maintaining relationships and yeah. asking them again to keep buying what they're already buying I also like, had an aptitude for medicine you oh, know right yeah you that helped uh, anatomy because I went to art school oh, okay, and cool. uh yeah, just kind of uh, surgery. Surgery made sense to me. I, I used to watch this documentary called The Operation on PBS. Yeah. Yeah, where most people would make the face you just <laughs> made. People, you know, we try people out. That's the first test. You come into the surgery uh, suite, and if you don't faint, that's you the, might be okay. You're okay, yeah. So I watched on the Netflix, and I. It was hard to watch. Is it a obese? It was the obesity. Yeah, that was good. The obesity autopsy. That was very good. That was. Nuts! It was. It was enlightening. Nuts! Everybody should see that. It's like butter. It's this fat. It's so fatty. Yeah. Everything's very slippery. I could have. I could have watched another hour of that. They could have went into more of the pathology. Well, yeah. Once they got it out and they were just weighing the organs and stuff, (laughs) I was like, "Eh, whatever. (laughs) But in the beginning, like, I don't know. I would have been interested to like weigh all the fat. Like, why didn't they take all the fat off the body and then weigh that? And th- see, like the ratio of organs to like they already have the por- they already have that figured out. Oh, because yeah. they don't have to take it off yeah. because once everything is, yeah. they just subtract it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, they have all that figured right. out. Yeah, they got all that figured out. Those uh, those dudes are smart. I want to I want to see like well, but, and I guess it's easy to figure out what her body mass index was or whatever because of her height and her yeah was, all that stuff BMI. It's probably very high. Whatever. It was it's I, scary stuff. You're thin, dude. Do you ever you you're, you're trying I, to I was long? thinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like to live long. I mean, because you have kids and you're trying to stay well, alive for your no, kids. No, life is interesting still. Oh, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, if it gets, if I get unfortunately sick or something, I, my wife and I have an exit strategy. Really? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do some heroin. We're gonna, we're gonna you know end our lives our way. I believe in the right to end your life. Not, I, I do too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, not in the you know. Anti-humanism, yeah. uh, save the planet, kill yourself. Right, it's green. <laughs> it's super green. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I want to. I want to live as long as I can. I mean, I, I, under the influence, I had. Uh, everyone's got their assassin bullet theory come up because I th- think thought of all the great leaders that come along, have come along, and ha- the great thinkers, and they they're always ended with a behind a bullet. Sure. At least in the last sixty years, you know, sure. MLK, yeah. JFK, yeah. Malcolm X. You know, there was a bullet behind that thought so yeah yeah there's and now the the bullet can be uh a me too moment or something you know? right or it could be bullet bourbon the or, most delicious no i'm kidding i just is love that drinking a, oh bur- yeah. bullet bourbon i love delicious. drinking too I, yeah. that's that, that's why i don't think i'll live as long <laughs> well but the french drink quite a bit so i mean so what you're saying about being infirmed now i can finally and i have i've received finally my first sort of chronic Injury oh, that no. isn't. Is it the split? Yeah, oh, it's yeah. that. It's still bothering me, and yeah, um, and I'm still trying to come back from it, and it's been only two months. But two months. 
uh, it happened on March 17th. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna take a minute. Yeah. So and I and I and I'm trying to be patient, but yeah. it gives me at least the empathy to understand when people are in a place where they're in chronic pain, yeah. like. I mean, minus, minus, I mean, really, I'm being like, wah, wah, me, meow, meow, meow. But I can, it, it is, it, 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 Nagging. it ne- yeah, negatively impacts my life enough that I can empathize with a person who has, because this is, this is really nothing. Some people are in like extreme wheelchairs. Yeah, wheelchairs, people who can't yeah. can't walk are still in pain, phantom limb syndrome, like yeah. it's a pain. It's not it doesn't even exist. It's not there anymore and you yeah. still feel the pain. I mean, that's psychologically interesting. Yeah. I mean, can you you believe in something that doesn't exist? You no, know, like no, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Right, but yeah. people have all kinds of pain, emotional pain and all this other. Yeah. And I get it. Yeah. Like that you can be in a place where my pain is too great, pull the plug. Yeah. No doubt, I'm done. I just don't want to. I don't want to slip off the raft. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be the old person that's drooling in a corner that can't express myself. That's anymore. a great way to describe that: slipping off the raft because you're on the raft quietly. Yeah, right. Yeah. Once you've slipped off the raft, like, don't pull me back on the raft, like, and try to keep me, like, Alive. around and, like, just let me go. Yeah, that's it. Is one of the crueler things we do to our elderly, in my opinion. Is leave them alone in yeah. dark rooms. I mean, I mean, I already had the talk to my children about you know jokingly, you know, through the life, my life with them is like you know push dad off a bridge, uh, <laughs> right? You know. Uh, well, and if I if I slip off the raft in a dementia way, I don't want to be around. Like it's so scary for people that have late stage dementia or Alzheimer's because every moment is terrifying. You don't remember where you were, who you are. Did you go potty? You forgot to go potty. Who is this person? Who are you? Why do you think you know me? What is happening? It's a constant state of, you can't create new memories. And so you're just constantly either living in the past or having no idea what's happening. in My grandfather went that way. It's, so difficult yeah. I mean I can't it's difficult for the people around you but yes. I can't imagine how it difficult it is for yeah. but for him feeling those feelings of like what the fuck Where is am going I? on yeah, yeah. I'm old short circuiting yeah. right yeah. like what yeah I, I don't and the worst thing about Alzheimer's is the way that if you let it play out to its very end the way that you end up dying is that your brain forgets to send a signal signal to your heart to keep pumping. pumping. Wow. Or that your brain forgets to send a signal to your lungs to keep breathing. Wow. It just forgets. Like your body literally forgets how to work on the how most mechanical. basic level. How mechanical. You just break down. You just break down. <laughs> wow. Isn't it? And it's, I, I can just imagine that being terrifying for someone who's had their faculties all their lives and suddenly they're 65 and they're like, yeah. What? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I feel as strongly that way about that. It's horrible. Again, it's burdensome to the people around you. But if you don't know, you know, you just don't know. Unless you're trapped in there. Right. And you can't speak. You sure, know. that would be awful, too. Yeah. If science could just, you know, discern that there's a, the real you is inside you, but your, your mechanical side the organic side is not working right. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Fix the darkness imprisoning me. All that I see. Absolute horror. I cannot live. I cannot die. Trapped to myself. Something I found. Metallica. Yeah. That was, but that was the thing. He couldn't, he, yeah. he'd been blown up by the war and so he couldn't speak and he couldn't. Trying to get your see, gun, right? Yeah. yeah. And he's 
doing his SOS like it's kill me please yeah, kill me please yeah kill me <laughs> have you seen that film no just a Metallica yeah, the video, video yeah. so I know yeah. like it was on my bucket list see that <laughs> I, I got stupid shit on my bucket list. That's, that's fine stuff yeah. on your bucket list. Yeah. I know that. What, I mean, what else are you going to have on there? Stupid shit. Yeah. So it's recent, <laughs> like, I mean, what? I mean. Ah, uh, that's past, man. My wife had it. Yeah. She's she's done. All, I, yeah. I, no, that's never going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even want it now. Yeah, it's super gonorrhea out there. Is there really super gonocephalates? Yeah. They, <laughs> yeah. They have billboards in LA about it. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't even want to mess around. I mean, herpes. Gonorrhea is making a comeback? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's resistant to uh, antibiotics, oh. you know. Uh, yeah. Gonorrhea is making. Isn't that wasn't gonorrhea the clap? Uh, I, I, I think I they know. called it the clap. Yeah, the that's clap, why it's yeah. that's why it's in yeah. L.A. because everyone loves the applause. Yeah. <laughs> everyone wants an applause break <laughs> yeah, yeah. out. Here's some gonorrhea. <laughs> yeah, you don't want an applause breakout? No, it's, yeah. it's gonorrhea. It's gonna be yeah. bad. So. And it could be propaganda. I don't know, but no, they've had. Well, I mean, that's fine. Propaganda yeah. is that it's because sexually transmitted. I've, I'm so lucky that I've never gotten an STD or STI in uh-huh. my 43 years on the planet. Yeah. Like, wow. I feel very. I don't even have HPV. Like, I feel pretty, pretty lucky that I don't have any of those weird. Like, I mean, I I have herpes, but I was born with it. It came, probably came from my mother. Like, it's. I've always had cold sores on my nose and right. I thought it was called the nose disease because she lied to me and said it was called the nose disease and then when I was an adult like 25 uh, I went to Burning Man yeah, and I came back and I had it like all over my face and I was uh-huh. like it's the nose disease and I went to the dentist and they're like I can't work on you you've got herpes all over your face and I'm like it's the nose disease what is it and so I had I mean I had herpes all my life but yeah. I just never had it on my mouth or on some no one ever called them cold sores because they were never on my mouth. I've got it. My wife and I got it, but we don't know who gave it to who. And and it, you know, it doesn't. I've not had a co- compromised situation. No, like I haven't that. had. You know, maybe if I go to Burning Man. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, it's because of the wind and the heat. Yeah. That your body just goes and it just went and it went crazy yeah. on my face. Yeah. So I need to really push push it and see what happens. Push the limits. <laughs> hey, yeah. Burning Man, here I come. Oh, I don't have a ticket. <laughs> no, they won't let you in without a ticket. Nah, you can't even sneak in. They are very serious about it. Wildebeest seems to think he can sneak into anything. No, not Burning Man. They're serious. They'll shoot you. (laughs) (laughs) You're trespassing. That's so funny. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't want to slander Burning Man. But I'll never go back because... It's not cool now, it doesn't sound like. Well, it might... You know, when I did it in my 20s and early 30s, 2002, 2003, 2007, those are three years I went. And uh, it was a religious experience and it was life changing yeah and uh did you bring jesus with you no i didn't have that jesus at the time i did bring my um i have a a virgin mary statue that lives in my house that i did bring in 2007 um i think 2004 as well actually i had that i still have that virgin mary statue and we just put it on an altar and people would give us gifts because i would cook for them and it was very religious it was it was really great and it was sort of like a reawakening that artists exist and and so that was exciting and it changed my life and brought me to San Francisco which is great um but now it's one of those things where if I had $1,500 I'd go to Rome for 10 days not not the desert not fucking Reno (laughs) commercialization kind of really kills you know things like Lollapalooza. Sure, yeah. yeah, right. Remember when it was like Beastie Boys and Metallica yeah. and yeah. Jane's Addiction. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Nine Inch Nails first 
I'm a huge Nine Inch Nails. Well, fan. and I love Nine Inch Nails too. And now, same thing with Coachella. Like they don't let you bring water in. They make money off your water and your food and your everything, and you have to pay to be there. And it's just, it's all very. I learned that from my mama, you know, because she was always all about festivals. We would go to the Chicago Jazz Festival. Like she'd bring her cooler and sit out on a blanket and with her wine, box of wine. And smoke her cigarettes, and you know that was enjoyable. Well, you're and, not and allowed now, to do that anymore. Now you can't do that anymore. You can't bring in anything. It's it's so shitty. So know? shitty. Yeah. You can't bring anything into anywhere. Yeah. Like people have taken to putting alcohol into sunscreen bottles, right. To drink at the baseball games. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, they got a whole industry of making things you can slide in your pants and yeah. all types of spy shit. It's to be all. Freaky. What would Jesus do? <laughs> Jesus would Jesus would bring in a water bottle and he'd turn it to wine. Yes. Or he'd just spend the dollar fifty on the water or the three dollars on the water bottle when he got in and just turn that to wine. Right. The and party's 750 on me. milliliters. Yeah. So sweet. Didn't bring it the in. Parties on me. I wonder if he could wave his hand and make everybody's water bottle turn into wine. That would be badass. Yeah. Yeah. Ninety five cloth of all, baby. We should write a like a modern day Jesus tale. Actually, that's not a bad. Actually, doing a comic strip of modern day Jesus yeah. in San Francisco would be pretty funny. Yeah. Because he's kind of like a hippie, and he'd yeah. be like sort of you know you could have him be sort of like yeah. Jesus was kind of a hippie. So I mean, they had Black Jesus on uh, Adult Swim, and that was pretty <laughs> funny. Did you not see that? I did. See oh that. yeah, sorry. You know you gotta get gotta get you a TV. Yeah. No, I, I have my <laughs> devil's little, box. I have my little pad if I want to try to watch TV critically. Need to get you a devil's box. No, it's a time waster. It don't, is a big time yeah, waster. Don't no, change. Yeah, I don't, no, don't want to. Don't change. No time to waste. Yeah, I sat on the computer yesterday, and then four hours were gone. Oh, what were you looking at? I was uh, applying for jobs for my wife because we're, you know, we're making our move now, and it's just kind of like the hunt of. Uh, oh. Yeah. I mean, she's get she's got assignments lined up, but you know, we just want to see what's out there. So sure, I, it's all administrative work I do for free. Right. Uh, you know, because I. You're giving to the cause. I'm a kept man, so right. No, you're yeah. putting feminism ahead. Yeah, years and years. It's great. Yeah. You're so, doing. You're doing a woman's work, which she wasn't paid for either. Right. They bog down people. That's how you can't really like get a good deal. I think people get bogged down with the paperwork you have to sure. do for the submission. Because no one, there's not like one universal form that you can just send out. Uh, you know, right. these these companies want you to just go through this whole rigmarole. Yeah, they want to have you jump through the hoops, and it's like once yeah. I work for you, I'll jump through the hoops. But fuck you, man. Right. But this, they want they want it? you to do yeah. be all. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I got it all systemized. I got everything, all her documentation, certifications, uh, ready to go. Personal yeah. assistant, very nice. Yeah. She, well, she hates it. No, it's great. You're a, you're a great ta- tax write off. You're a dependent. Oh, you know what? I should, yeah, I am. You're a dependent. Yeah. 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 I forgot about that. <laughs> I, I shouldn't think about taxes as much as I do, nah, but it yeah. just plagues me. No, nah, it's it's a sickness uh, that there are people out there with so much and pay and so not, little. Yeah, exactly. Pay so little. And then they come after the little guy for every nickel and dime. Yeah, because there's more little guys. Yeah. You know, they add up to a lot of, you know, what mm-hmm. the, yeah. Even though they control most of the wealth, it's fucking crazy. It, that, that should be in our comic book. Jesus, he comes back and right. Writes Jesus that shit. saves. He he tries. He starts working at a bank. He opens his own bank. He opens his own, yeah, he works at like <laughs> he works at like the credit union. Your, your money like, just Jesus multiplies. Saves. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I know what to invest in. We're going to invest in kombucha because he like, knows. Yeah. He knows what the stock he market knows. is going to do on every day. Right. He, Except Jesus. that, he, but he, he, you know, he they lock his ass his, up. Right, they'd re-crucify. Sure. They'd re-crucify. Well, they'd make that. him use 
his power. He's like, he's like, I know what's going to happen with Nabisco, but what I really want to do is in, invest in diabetes and save everybody's life. <laughs> this and they're drug. like, no, no, don't cure people. We didn't know. How did you know about the cure? He systematically takes down the pharmaceutical industry by curing everyone. <laughs> AIDS is no longer. Yes, there Doesn't is a it? cure for herpes. Yeah. <laughs> they knew all along. <laughs> they knew all along. They had the virus on lockdown. Here's a multi-spectrum antibiotic yeah. that, that controls that Jesus. Maybe Jesus starts working for the pharmaceutical company and he creates the large-spectrum antibiotic that kills all the things. Yeah. And then and There's a cure for arthritis. They kill him again. That would be the funny thing. Is it just be the same <laughs> ah! story of all these people be like, yeah, this is great. This is great. He has all his followers. There's like 12 companies that follow Jesus right and they all, it's the same story all over and yeah. then they have this big party at the end and all right. the companies are there and then they kill him it's the last supper but it's one of those uh, right but those big parties big, right with the six stories yeah, and the six stories and the sure. petty fours and the, yeah, the whole sushi thing. chefs yeah ah. and Jesus is like yeah this is going great and then they and then one company sells him out the Judas company sells him out <laughs> Somebody to the big, steal his idea, to the man. other corporation, yeah. the other bigger corporation, they're like, "Oh yeah, we just need to take over Jesus. Perfect, kill him. Now his I, message is ours." <laughs> I get, I get into the nuts and bolts of this. I mean, would he wear a ponytail or would he wear his hair long? This is the question. Well, it would be great if, if he actually wasn't like good looking or hipster, but had like the the ring like his hair oh, was yeah. long in a yeah. ponytail but he was bald on top so like he has <laughs> so he's got like the bald <laughs> ring and then he's you know he's like a he comes back at, at 33 years old and he he has like a premature balding thing but he's an old hippie so he's got the ponytail in back he wears a cool hat a lot right, what, yeah. like a little uh what do you call it fedora not a fedora He'd wear a. I give him a Giants hat. Fucking let him be okay, a Giants fan. Yeah, he's in San Francisco. Okay, that's that's brilliant. I like that touch. He's yeah, a, or he, he could be, or he can wear an A's hat, and people can make fun of him all the time. Okay, and he can be like, I see the future. Yeah. the future is in the Oakland, <laughs> Oakland <laughs> Athletics. <laughs> yeah, something it's like, like that. fuck the Giants. Yeah, they had their time. They got years. They're fine now. This would be a good comic strip. Wouldn't it be funny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus Five today. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus. But he's today. a, but he's like a dork. He's like a dorky guy who's yeah. like. And he figures out the the, the thing. He, he finds the broad spectrum. He's like, I'm Jesus. I'm Jesus. Yeah. He's going to heal yeah, everything. Everything is fine. Yeah. yeah. Invest in this. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then the 12 companies invest. I and love And one clabbing. sells them out. One sells them out. Ju the Judas the company. The Judas company. So then it's just a matter of like whatever companies you What wanna... What does Judas do? Is it Judas company could be... Uh... Not a hedge fund. What would it be? Well, I mean, Judas would be there's a couple cute things you could, you could go off of. Thirty pieces of silver. So having thirty wouldn't be a bad. If it was like called like thirty silvers, and it was like <laughs> it was like Levi's jeans or something. It was like this <laughs> denim company, and they're like <laughs> thirty silvers, special jeans. That's dope. Yeah, they're handmade in the city. Everybody's excited. Jesus comes up with a new thread that never breaks, or yeah, some new process. So. Yeah, no, no don't plan. Have to enslave Bangladeshis anymore. Right, P planned obsolesce obsolescence has gone away. Yeah, you know things have quality and value. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're touched by Jesus. Because they're touched by <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. When silver it, tabs, thirty silver tabs. <laughs> I think before before he gets crucified, he should since he's repeating it, he should become disenfranchised, not disenfranchised, disenchanted, and then you know kind of hate hates his following. Yeah. yeah, you know he gets to get a good little payback maybe on his way out because sure. he, he knows he knows the outcome. Well, and you could also 
since he's coming back, you could also play his life in reverse a little bit or do fun things with um, flashbacks and have him tip over like the money when he was 13 or in whatever. Church, yeah. And, and he the, changed the, over the money changers temple. tables in the temple and he was yeah. like, get the commerce out of the <laughs> church. <laughs> like there would be another, you could look at it allegorically that he's, a, he's as a child, he had all this, you know, ardent belief in non, you know, commercialism and then as an adult here he is and he's like sort of bought into the system yeah it wins yeah the The system system wins yeah well and Jesus knows that you have to work within the system it's the same thing like there were the Pharisees still existed there was still a large there was a bunch of stuff going on at his time that was political I mean you have the Romans that are there you have the the Jewish religion that's there so there's like two different groups of people running your life right in that time period right so there's just you know that's dope how many rulers do you have so you have your religious rule and then you have your you know the act this actual rule rule of like the, the romans i like having these conversations because my mind starts drifting off and i see it <laughs> i see everything you know, I, you know it's, it's like a rough draft we have to learn from our like the bible exists for a reason and we have to mm-hmm. learn from our mistakes or figure out like what is the blueprint here or what is the message of why we would have kept this what are the lessons that we continue learning from this particular text i yeah. mean they can have meaning in a non-religious context yeah no absolutely like all the all the stuff in the beatitudes the the giving your pearls to swine it's a great metaphor don't throw your good work in front of something that can't appreciate it like pearls swine don't like pearls they'll trample it they'll try to eat it they'll be like fuck this and they'll bury it they don't give a shit so don't waste your time giving your pearls and your wealth to people that don't give a fuck it's a great yeah it's a great metaphor or the other one don't um don't sow your seeds in the in the street you you go you look at the good farmer and you cultivate the soil and you put a little distance and you put the seed down and you water it and you put fertilizer on it you do stuff to it you don't just take your stuff and just throw it where willy-nilly it might grow or it might not that's just wasteful like why would you why would you waste your own work or action that way it's like be mindful of yeah. what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. It's like trying to force art on people that don't want to hear it. Sometimes. Right, well, it's yeah. like, yeah, it's when you yeah. go into a bar and nobody expected comedy and yeah. you get mad at them and go like, like, they did not expect comedy to be thrust upon them. It's just not fair. They're like a captive audience. We like force them to listen. It's funny though how some comics find that okay when <laughs> forcing that on, the, on patrons sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could be considered incredibly rude. Like I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I feel bad, you know. Sometimes there's, I do too. Yeah, there's a mic starting to these people, poor people that know. Right, and they're like, and you know, they have their own sensibilities, and maybe they don't want to hear everybody's dick jokes. Maybe that, maybe they do want to eat dinner, and they don't want to hear about my hemorrhoids. Yeah. Like it's not fair. Yeah. To thrust our art upon them, and I use art in quotations questionably because that is not going to help them like our art better. No. That's just going to make them hate stand up yeah, comedy and be yeah. like. Yeah, like have turn them experience. away. Yeah. yeah, no, that's why I believe I prophesize as your new cult leader that there will be a renaissance. Uh, here's my theory. Yeah, I'll cl- you know the uh, Generation Z, the uh, generation after the millennials, are rejecting technology today. Thank God they are. My I could see, my daughter. She'd rather talk on the phone than text. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and her, most of her friends are this way. They they like shared interactive experiences. Uh, not in a, like a 
Gen X, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, Sports X, Extreme Sports type deal or anything. Uh, they, 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 they strive for personal, intimate relationships. Huh. Yeah, like they would go rather go see a play. You know? Oh, yeah. oh my God, theater's coming back? That's insane. Well, I think we might be timing this just right. <laughs> as we wow. pursue our adventure so we just got to you know give them about five five years to come into their own and i think there's going to be a resurgence of of dumb phones i'm never getting a smartphone and yeah. everybody there's not one person in my life who i maybe jonathan a little bit uh-huh. but th- supports they're like you need to get a smartphone why won't you join why won't you just do it and i'm like because I'm never, I don't want a tiny computer in my pocket. I don't yeah. think that I'm worth that. Right. I don't, I can come here and use this computer. I can use my pad remotely. I don't need a phone. I don't want constant access because then you expect me to have constant access. Hold on Fuck to you. that. Yeah, hold on to that. I don't want to have to answer your fucking yeah. messenger request. I don't want to tweet or twat. I don't yeah. want to deal with Instafuck, Graham, whatever it is. Right. Like, I just don't. I don't. I don't want to be inside that box. I don't want the box. Yeah. So, yeah. but they're like, you must get the box. I'm like, don't tell me to get the box. 1984, bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 I like the pace of that like the era. Pace. Yeah. That pace is. This pace is so fr- frenetic. What's the word? Frenetic. Yeah. yeah frenetic. It's just. It's the. Tr- it's a prison. It's a box. Yeah, but it's a prison of freedom. Yeah. Because it's, you can find out anything or do anything right now. Like you just pick it up and you want to, whatever you can do. You can do everything from have food delivered to your house to buy tickets for any number of things to read, to find out what's happening in anything, to look up something that you need to know. Like I remember going, waiting in line to get tickets for a show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No one does that no more. Camping out for t- camping t- out for yeah. T- yeah. ticket master, yeah, not anymore. Yeah, it's crazy. The world is changing, and I don't like it, and it bothers me. And but, but that's why I find hope in in the Generation Z because Generation I, Z, there, there's a balance here. Like like we've probably tipped as far as we can techno- technologically wise, I think, and there's going to be a rejection of that for a, a period mm-hmm. because uh, if you know hum- uh, self correcting. We're self-correcting. Or, or it could continue on and we're all going to have chips in our hands. There's yeah. not even a phone anymore. You just yeah. put your hand up to your head because you're already you're already chipped for the phone. You That's going to be a hard sell. No, I think people are already doing it. People already chip their dogs. People yeah. want to chip their children. They want to find out where they are. They want to put a chip on them. People chip things now. And I, I feel like it's only a matter of time before we have chips and all of our money is on that. And if you don't have a chip, then you don't have access to a bank because everything is digitally done on this chip. Yeah, that, that that's terrifying. But uh, I don't know. I, I think it's still going to be a hard sell because you st- that's why we need the people on the right, because <laughs> they're they're chip rejectionists. So I don't know. Yeah. I feel like they might be. I feel like they're the easiest ones to get for something. The people that love guns. If you want to have a gun, you have to have a chip. They'd be like, no chips, guns. Yes, chips. No. Right. <laughs> that was my point. Yeah, okay. they don't want a chip. So that we need them to keep the balance. We need you because the liberal yeah. people want chips. I uh, think the corporations want us to have chips. The banks want us to have the chips. Moderates. Moderates might want chips. <laughs> I don't know. What would Jesus want? What would Jesus, what's your favorite? This is completely non sequitur. Right. What's your favorite kind of chip? Is it a tortilla chip or a potato chip? And if so, which one? Uh, it will be a tortilla chip. Ah. Yeah. 
tortilla uh, over potato. Yeah, even though I grew up with Jay's potato chips, a very delicious potato chip from Chicago. Jay's. Now, are your are your tortilla chips? Do you like corn? Corn, not yeah. not the flour. Yeah, I don't like the flour. Okay. Yeah, corn tortilla right. chips is delicious. Joritos or whatever they're back that's here. The local chip, the Mission chips. I love them. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. I was just what does that prove? Well, just because we were talking about chips in your hand, and yeah. like those are the like, what kind of chip would you want in your hand? And poker chips. Poker <laughs> chips. Are you lucky? Do you win a lot? No. Oh. No, the casino always wins. Yeah. Gotcha. Blackjack, poker, you know, chips, casino chips, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Can't eat casino chips. No. You can cash them in though. Right. But and every time, every time I lose five or ten dollars, I think about that burrito I don't get to eat. Yeah. So with the chips. Yeah. Because I can't stop thinking about chips. That's why they comp you. Food. Because they feel bad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> At three in the morning when you're like, I have no money left and I'm really hungry. Before I go to the ATM, will you give me some here's, food? Here's please? a buffet, buffet coupon or something. Yeah. They give you the, they, they, they uh, have vouchers. They yeah. print out the little piece of paper and they're like 40 bucks. Here you go. I'm like 40 bucks? Oh my God. Yeah. We can all get a waffle. Right. <laughs> Waffles and bacon for everyone. Sorry. Don't knock a buffet. No, no. Okay. <laughs> food is food. Gluttony is gorgeous in for a cup for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gluttony and moderation. Yeah. Yeah. Moderation. That's 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 the thing. Uh, you know, those are the things that I find within me that I do struggle with. Is uh, even though I don't represent it on the outside, yeah, but I, I do, you know, drinking, sex, you name it. I, you know, there's those. logic wins over and moderation is key. Uh, I hope so, yeah, 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 I hope so. I mean, but I mean, I've dabbled, you know, with overeating and just, you know, gluttonous be- behavior. My body used to be able to, re- you know, recover real quick, sure. but as you get older. Body checks you, like you said, with your your injury. Yeah. yeah. Well, you and can't eat like that anymore. Sir. I used to eat in high school when I was a dancer and a runner and all that kind of stuff. I've always had a problem with C's candy, and on a Friday night, I would just have a. I would eat like a half a pound of C's candy just for fun wow. while I was like watching some like watching Saturday Night Live. Or right. Like, right. I would basically buy like a pound of candy and just eat it the whole weekend. Yeah. And for me, that was pretty gluttonous but it's probably shitty for us to talk like this like we have a food obsessions when we don't have the physical attributes for it well i mean it's i mean it's everything in moderation now i wish i mean the thing about trying to eat a pound of seized candy is that if you do it too quickly you stop tasting and being excited about the chocolate so and the and the caramel and all the nuts and things and so I sort of have to slow down and let it take more time to eat all of it so that I can fully taste all the food. Because I don't want to like forget that I, I try to be mindful about what I'm eating, especially if I'm being gluttonous. I'm like, I am eating a pint of Ben and Jerry's. But after every three bites, I have to stop for a while because I can't even taste the ice cream because my mouth is too cold. And then I'm just sort of like eating because of eating, not eating right. because it tastes so good. Yeah. And so... The pleasure of just masticating and chew, chew. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually thinking about the flavors and enjoying that and it's easy to you know it's like a bag of chips it stops becoming something you're eating and it becomes more of just like a texture that you're putting in your face yeah or there's a challenge to finish the bag you know right. i don't want to have half a bag that's yeah, i don't want to put this up in the cabinet or i don't want to toss it right yeah <laughs> i just i want to finish it right 
I mean, I don't deal Something. with that as much anymore because I usually take a handful out and put it in a little side dish and then kind of go That's from smart. There. Yeah. 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 But it's only, I mean, it. I, I, we're, we're completely off topic, but I, <laughs> it's so hard for me with like, <laughs> there are so many fat people in the United States that are like super obese and they yeah. got this way. And in there are patterns that maybe they're not choosing to see that exist or in their food, pa- food choices. It's really not their fault. It could be what we've done to our, our food. And what yeah. we've done to and, our... And we're just lucky. Right. <laughs> well, but I don't eat... The only fast food I eat is in and out and it's like I'm allowed to eat it like once a month. Right. And that's it. Yeah. I don't eat any other and, crap like that. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's an issue of what, what they can afford. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah, and on food stamps, hot food stamps, you yeah. know, the dollar menu at McDonald's or at, you know, they... Go a long way. It, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then you don't have to cook, which, you know, who has time and what if your kitchen is... What if you live with a hoarder and you can't even get to your kitchen? Like... We need to come up with a solution for our modern day Jesus to solve the food. Oh crisis. wow, yeah! <laughs> what wouldn't that be amazing if he yeah. came to San Francisco and he's thin and fit? Well, he, <laughs> he solves the homelessness issue yeah. and he solves the poop on the street thing. <laughs> like he just walks through the tenderloin and he turns the poop into gold. <laughs> and so then people, all the, the fucking greedy motherfuckers, pick it up. Yeah, they all pick it up. Pick up the shit. They pick up the. That's how. That's so funny. And then they take it home and then it's in their house and he turns it back into shit. <laughs> That's re- that would be really funny. Yeah, it's just a temporary solution. Right, right. You just it'd be the news people out there. There's all this gold. There's gold on, on the, the streets, streets of San Francisco. The people are, are losing their mind. Yeah, and, they and they're picking it up and taking it home. And then it turns back to shit. Yes, and then they have to, then they all dispose of it in their own way. It's great. It's a great way to do oh my to gosh. clean up the this, streets somebody's gonna listen to this and we're gonna look and see there's gonna be a film or a cartoon and we're like damn well it. if they I mean is this, we, this is time stamped so okay. this is intellectual property now technically okay. I mean All right. if they come up with this idea in full fruition anytime after now okay good like All right. as long as it's time stamped right yeah well if, if someone if tomorrow someone comes out with a full Thing of yeah. Jesus in San Francisco. Clearly, thought. clearly, they already thought of it. Parallel thought. But if in six weeks from now someone else comes up with a yeah. Jesus comic strip, yeah. comic book, movie, whatever, whatever it is, TV yeah, show, yeah, with I mean, and it, we San could, Francisco we could, Jesus. We could YouTube it. Oh my God, who would play Jesus? Brady Hold, Wildebeest. Wildebeest would Will play. He'd yeah, play yeah, Jesus yeah, definitely. If we can keep him focused, yes. Yeah, that'd be tough. <laughs> he looks the part. He definitely looks but the part. <laughs> could he? Could he stay on script? Uh, I don't know. Would he would he follow a script? <laughs> would it have to be? Yeah. Yeah. They got a mic coming up uh, tomorrow. I'm pr- I'm plugging you, Brady. Oh, um. They got a. They moved. It's down in Ocean Beach, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's at. I saw that it was in Ocean Beach, and I was like, "That's far away." Yeah. And I, I'll plug myself. I, Tony Tony Sparks has got a show Saturday in Oakland at ten Ooh. o'clock. I'm, I'm he put me on. Great. So yeah, awesome. Please come out to Oakland, Oaklanders. Yeah, where at Oakland? Where in Oakland? I, it's a big, big, big place. I have to look at the Facebook. I oh, okay. yeah. I don't. So go to Lawrence Isbell's Facebook, and you'll see it there. We're old people, yeah. so we still use Facebook. Yeah, I'll, I'll like figure it out in the last minute how to go. Tag it on all the things when I put the when I put the podcast out. You can tag it so everyone believes that you helped promote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, he, yeah. It was very kind. I told him it would be my pleasure to Absolutely. to do that. It's called uh, as my phone is queuing up here because I got one of the devil's phones. Uh, the best show ever. That's what it's called. And it's uh, at the All Out Comedy Theater. Oh yeah. 
yeah, I've heard about that place. 2525B Telegraph Avenue in Oakland, California. Zip code 94612. All Out Comedy is always sold out. They've been selling out everything. They just kind of started in the past eight months, and they're killing it. Oh, wow. And I I wish that I could get booked there, A, uh, or B, I wish that I knew what kind of marketing they were doing and what they spent, because... I mean, I just don't have a budget for it, but right. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, what marketing are you guys doing? Because they're making, they're doing really well. Yeah, Anthony Medina is on it. That's uh, great. And uh, myself and some other people. I don't, I don't think I know. I, you know, just looked at it this morning. Cool. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. Ten minutes is ten minutes. Ten minutes is ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And like I said, it's they have really great audiences because they do their own. They have a really good promotion machine behind them, and people are going, and that's great. Maybe just, this is the beginnings of the renaissance I've, I've prophesized. Maybe. I, you know, well, just people bring your money to Mutiny Radio. Yeah. How are we doing on time? We're, well, we're... Oh, we're over. Yeah, we're over. But it, it, this goes... It's optional to go till four. Okay. I just, you, we were having so much fun. Well, I figured, that, that well, why not? That seem like an hour and a half. I know, right? That's so we, weird. And we've been everywhere. We've been all over the heavens and the earth. What, you like our new alien friend who's staring at you too? You got Jesus staring at you and you've got an alien. I wish he was green instead of blue. I know that he's blue is yeah. kind of silly. Yeah. I think they're playing on the grays, you know, like they're supposed to be kind of gray colored. Oh, well, I'm thinking of that film, that Avatar, which yeah, everybody loved but me. <laughs> I mean, and I love James Cameron. Don't get me wrong. What was it about it you didn't like? Uh, maybe it's because I saw it in 3D and I shouldn't have saw oh. it in 3D. It was just too much. Did you get, did you get vomitous? Uh, no, it, it, I can. I mean, I've, I can get seasick, but it's just uh, it was just too much. It was too much happening. Uh, I, I agree. Those great great story. The IMAX things or those 3D things are really hard for me because it's like I can't see the whole screen at once. Right. Like I have to focus on, I can't just focus on the whole picture. I have to focus on like all its disparate parts but they're so big it's yeah. like just it isn't necessarily enjoyable for my eyes and my brain to see it that large yeah it's yeah I, I, it takes away from the story for me yeah. you know now I did I, the only movie I did see on IMAX that I did enjoy was The Dark Knight Christopher Nolan oh uh, yeah and IMAX one of how much did I spend that day We I spent like a hundred bucks on tickets for my mother and in Chicago, we went to the IMAX sure. to see it. So that was a very fantastic film to see, because there was no camera shaking really, or just you right. know, you know these, you're in a story. Even the, even though it was a dumb comic book story, <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good film. But that was a, those were the last two movies I saw in IMAX. And sorry, James Cameron, Avatar was a little bit too much, with, especially with the 3D glasses. Yeah, uh, well, because you're constantly in this crazy forest and it's right. huge. It's it's just a lot. Yeah, I just. Yeah. Brain's not big enough. My brain is not. <laughs> no, no, big I enough. I'm the same way. I was talking about myself that I yeah. my brain is not big enough to figure it out. No. Uh, uh any other things you want to plug? You're always at OMG. Yeah, yeah, OMG. Uh I missed this last Tuesday. Uh So did I. Yeah. I want uh Mutiny, I want to come down here on Thursday after Il Parada. Sweet. And uh hang out with Anthony. I I think I was sick last week or something. I can't remember. And so uh, I was babysitting. Yeah, and I also plugged my friend Mark Neuer. His show is in Lodi, stuck in the Lodi number three, coming uh, the twenty sixth after this holiday. Is that the Saturday after? I believe it is. Just look up Mark Neuer on Facebook. N o y e r. So he's from Lodi. He's from Modesto. Oh, okay. 
Right. Yeah, I'm not very familiar with that area. You know, I've only been here five months. Oh, wow. Yeah, but everybody thinks I've been here forever for some reason. Yeah, you know, I, I thought you'd been here forever. I didn't I yeah. don't know. Five months in Stock, four months in Stockton and uh, one and a half months, months here in uh, San Francisco. So well, that's five and a half. <laughs> Go. You yeah. just moved to the city? Yeah, we moved uh, in March. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So you were coming out here from Modesto. Yeah, I was driving from. Uh, I would pick up Mark sometimes in Modesto and drive, make the drive here. It was That's like insane. So crazy, stupid. <laughs> That's so insane. Yeah, I know. I, you know, I'm so glad to be here. In that San is so. I can't even conceptualize. That's like two and a half hours each way. Yeah, it was. It was weird to you know for five minutes. For five minutes. Yeah. But I was dedicated, uh, and I, you know. And there's just no comedy in Modesto. Nope. There was one like Sunday night mixed mic uh, outside, and wow. uh, there was they claimed there was one in Stockton, <laughs> but I don't. I never you never found I it. Never found just it. Drove the there's one at a pokey place, a pokey restaurant. Like a hokey pokey. The fish. Oh, the right, po- right, 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 right. Pokey, pokey. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Hawaiian pokey. Uh, yeah. So I'm glad to be here. With all the opportunities San Francisco has, I love it. I wish my wife would love it just as much as I do, but she, she doesn't can't. like it yet. No, she uh, her, her, and I don't mean to sell her out if anybody from her job is listening. She's just not happy at her her job. It's uh, the it's like I said on stage. You know, she's she's from the South and she's uh, has mannerisms and things. That, you know, just hi, just saying hello. You know, and, sure. And, you know, this is a big city, and I, I I take it for what it is. You know, I've lived in Chicago, I've lived in Atlanta, uh, so I had the best of both. You know, extremes. Yeah. Uh, you know that that real metropolitan rude person, and then a very happy Southern. You know, sure. Friendly, want some sweet tea. You know, manners. Right, 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 right. And so I, she won't admit to it, but in a roundabout way, that's one of the biggest issues. People will spit on you here. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know. They will, they will do drive, walk by spittings if they, for no reason. There's crazy, there are no manners here. People talk loudly on their cell phone on the bus. I, I always text, if someone calls me, I text, I'm on the bus. I'll call you in a bit. Right. Because I'm not going to break out a phone and start having a conversation. But there's etiquette and manners that don't exist here. And so when you have that lacking for her, everything else is compounded. Sure. Now it smells like piss all the time. Right. Which it does. (laughs) Which it does. It does. (laughs) And it sucks to have to become a mouth breather. You know what I mean? Like, because you don't want to breathe through your nose because of the smell. And then you're a mouth breather and you're looking kind of funny. But whatever. I fucking deal with it. There's a lot of smells that... Right. It's such a pretty place. It is a pretty place. Yeah. It rained last night too so it didn't smell like pee. Oh good. Yeah. Yeah. I was there... When they were spraying the streets down with bleach, that was pretty impressive. When were they doing that? After the uh, after Beta Breakers, I left OMG, and I was walking to my wife's job. She she works at St. Francis, and you got to kind of go through the Tenderloin. I did uh-huh. this, this truck, you know, this water truck, this was putting water all over the streets, and you could smell the bleach. Wow, yeah. I didn't know that they had. That's great. Yeah. Well, we've got you know DPW. They're doing something. They're doing something. Uh, it's not, a lot. There's a lot of poo. Yeah. Like, and I, 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 I used to like tell myself it was dog shit. Well, I picked up three bags. Somebody fucked with our garbage, and uh-huh. I, I ended up picking up off the ground three bags of dog poo and throwing them back in our garbage. But that's at least in a bag. Yeah. But, like, 
outside your business, if there's poo, it's pretty much your responsibility to hose it off, get rid of it, wow. clean it up. That's just the way it is. Yeah. What we're gonna call DPW? Yeah, no, 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 you no, just gotta, gotta deal with, with it. it, and yeah. it is, it is a responsibility that storefront owners have been dealing with in San Francisco, and it's sad and it's gross, but they're dealing with it. Yeah, people that have it's just part of their environment. It's just part of it. Yeah. Yep, is that you know OSHA across the street in the architecture of their building? There's this little alcove, and a person's always sleeping there, but they have to know that when they open at eleven, you it's somebody's move. job right. to get that person to move, right. and then if there's poop there. If there's pee there, like people have just, people are sitting in the restaurant and people have gone to that alcove and gone potty. And I'm like, it is daylight. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. You can't go. There's someone eating right behind you right. in a glass thing. And you're just like facing the street and going potty. Yeah. It's like, go up in between the cars. Like, come on. I just wish she, my wife, liked her job and all that stuff she wouldn't talk about. You know, we can right. laugh about it like we're laughing about it sure. now. Even yeah. though it's a very serious subject. It is very serious. And yeah. it's, it's sad, yeah. but you, sad. Know, you can have, a, you know, it doesn't make you want to flee. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you're running out of a burning building. Well, where would you flee to? L.A. That's the That's, that's the why you checked it out, L.A. Yeah, we've been down there yeah. three times. Silver so. Lake is nice. Yeah. Well, it's got, we're looking at the valley. Oh, okay. Yeah, North Hollywood, sure, Reseda, sure. Glendale. Yeah. Reseda. I kind of like Reseda. We yeah. drove through. We did a quick drive-by on the way out, and I thought it was pretty interesting. I, you know. Uh, and their 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 new public transportation. Well, not new. Yeah, the their, metro. Their, their public yeah. transportation doesn't suck balls like everyone has said it did forever. No, it's no. It's just like the BART. It gets you pretty where, much where, where you want to go. go. And that's all I need. And yeah. then they have they have extensive bus lines. Right. So, you really can. There really is public transportation down there. You don't necessarily have to depend we on took, a car. We took the uh, the train when we were there. Because the, we were, the red line? Yeah, the red line yeah. is all lines. And but you, the red line's a good one because it goes through, it goes from like Chinatown yeah, through all, Hollywood. All the way to through, Universal. Right, yeah. 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 But, you know, City she Center. she has such a bad vibe coming from San Francisco. The urine in LA was really bothering her. The really? Sm- yeah, it, it smelled. So I'm hoping we make it. I hope she doesn't quit on me. Uh, you know, well, I mean, there's got to be. Hopefully, the job is great. Maybe the, the sun, sunshine and maybe this is actually an opportunity for you to develop something that makes urine smell <laughs> dissipate. Like if there's a like a spray, like one right, those, like a vaporize or yeah, yeah. poopery something. Like, <laughs> but that you could it, maybe there's maybe this is your million dollar idea is that you somehow develop a product. Maybe they're like tiny things that you stick inside your nose filters but like tiny little almost like think of like a micro dot of acid but it has like something on the side of it so it kind of goes to the inside of your nose and then it it goes away Uh it like dissolves dissolves but it it makes the smell not you definitely don't smell pee yeah that sounds pretty badass right like Like a a tiny little like a listerine strip right but (laughs) tiny it sticks there and then that way you don't have to smell pee or poo right mask so it, it, it's like, always wanted to live in a city, but couldn't take the piss and shit. <laughs> now you can. <laughs> With new. With new. Don't smell the poo. Don't smell the poo strips. <laughs> tiny little strip. Tiny, t- hidden, conveniently hidden away from the world. Yet you will thrive in yeah. a world of your own creation. Yeah. Choose flowers or mint, perhaps. But that would suck oil. if you came in with shit on your shoe and didn't know because you couldn't smell it. 
Yeah, well. You wouldn't track it all your house. So that's why, I mean, is that the only reason that poo smells is to be a deterrent so that we don't? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) God, Jesus made shit shit stink. So So we wouldn't track it inside of our house. Track it inside the house. That's. Yeah. Okay. And it's the devil that wants the the people who are in the shit. (laughs) The worst of the worst. Well, it's just about disposing of our waste and how we were not doing that. I thought for a while that we should distribute free um, pee-pee pads. You know, the little dog piddle pads? Yeah. They have? We should like distribute those to people in the tenderloin so that at least they can poop on a pad and then curl it up and throw it in a garbage can. I like that Starbucks is opening up their damn bathroom. That's great. Yeah, I feel bad for the person. Pe- well, having- and people should be able to use a restroom. We're in yeah, fucking America. It's We're it, in the United States of yeah. motherfucking America. There should I be agree. a toilet for every poo. I agree. Like, really? In the richest country in the world, we you don't have a toilet a for shit. every poo? Yeah. yeah. Is, this, is this where we're at? Yeah. 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 You it's want it scary. on the street or in the septic system? Where, where Come do on. We, yeah. Where do we want it? Yeah. Like, and do we want it in the garbage? Well, and no, that's the other thing is that when you throw baby poo away, you throw it in the regular garbage. And a diaper. And the diaper, but you, I mean, you throw away waste, like literal waste, but then once they become a certain age, you're like, oh no, poo can't have, we can't have poo in our waste. It's like, so baby poo is okay okay. to throw into the garbage, but, but not, not like adult poo. So we don't want them to responsibly what I've seen lately, which I thought was pretty ingenious is old, like the clamshells, like when people eat dinner and they have their leftovers, Uh you go potty into that and then you close it up and throw it away oh that kind of makes sense kind of makes sense yeah i mean it's terrible that they don't have a toilet but that's a nice way to deal with it yeah dual purpose Uh, eat and shit in the same place exactly don't shit where you eat you actually do shit Shit where you eat eat. exactly where you ate oh my god don't shit where you eat shit where you ate shit where you ate use reuse your um your containers that's gonna be another can that they the trash people put oh my god the shit can the shit can (laughs) (laughs) i mean there's a reason there's got to be a reason why they call it shit can like that's a whole thing yeah there didn't even used to be septic systems we used to just go into buckets and then throw it out the window yeah or it was in a castle you just shit out a hole (laughs) and they made something for the royal royal people and it went straight out the wall I guess Uh, a servant had to deal with it well and you know what the first toilet paper was for kings and queens I have no idea. Cloth or... The, the necks of swans. Oh, wow. Interesting. I wonder what that felt like. <laughs> you rub your ass on with a swan's neck. I think a live swan, too. You know, they some rich motherfuckers have, to, have had to try that. They read that and said, I have to try that. Did I have I all this ass with, with a, a swan's, swan's neck. neck. I'm so rich. A downy. Downy softness. <laughs> <laughs> the company, the heads of Downey. <laughs> They're going to start genetically engineering swan necks. Westworld, Westworld swans for your bathroom. <laughs> You've got like an AI swan to wipe your ass yes. on. Yes. This is a whole marketing thing. They have a laboratory it's like gonna, in Westworld. West yeah. They're just creating. I mean, uh, who knows what's going to happen in the future? Maybe we'll have a bunch of robotic Jesuses. Oh, robot Jesus. Oh my God. Cybernetic Jesus. You know, we could take this. This is take this big, and you know what? No one will care now. I mean, I think we're past being blasphemous. Oh yeah, I think. the only thing that would be bad is if we had Muhammad. a character called Muhammad yeah. and drew him into the <laughs> to the 
to the comic book that would be bad i can't wait for muhammad it's okay to make fun of muhammad eventually yeah when it's Look. not hashtag too soon yeah <laughs> i can't too wait soon? i can't wait for muhammad the, really the isis guys to like calm down and all of a sudden have a sense of humor wow <laughs> that'd be amazing yeah well hey the caliphate two thousand years ago people would get in fights over zeus or mercury or whatever fucking gods they believed in and so yeah i guess so yeah whatever yeah, pick pick your god. <laughs> Let's have a fight. <laughs> I'm like, why are we fighting? Yeah. All right, this has been some call me Tim. This has been fun. Yeah. Lawrence An hour and forty minutes. Yeah, we of... went we went super long, but that's yeah. great. Okay. Uh, coming up next is going to be the redoing of the Sparkcast live. If you want to stick around, you're welcome to it. Uh, yeah, um, th- yeah. I think I'm in a good spot. It doesn't have a. Uh, oh, parking wise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This yeah. You go check it though because this neighborhood, the Gestapo. If it says one hour parking, they might fuck with you. Okay. If you're in a two hour parking space, I'm gonna walk up and down the street. Street yeah, here. Make sure you're okay. Because I think it goes off at six or something. Well, six is fine. Yeah, everything yeah. stops at six. But yeah. if you're parked by four and there isn't a mark on the back of your car, uh-huh. you're gonna be okay. But where, you can where tell do they mark it on the back tire. There's like a chalk mark. Okay. It's usually yellow. All right, I'll look for that. Um, and they get ya. Yeah, no. But if it's not there, you're fine. All right. Even if it's two-hour parking, especially if it's on. But I think this street behind us isn't. It's Thursday yeah. street sweeping. So Okay, yeah, that's all I saw. It's was all, and I think that it's, oh, you've moved to San Francisco. It's all a racket. It They're like, it's Tuesday this time, it's Thursday this time, but it's yeah. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 7 to 10 over here. I've already, a, I've already written letters to SFMTA or whatever the fuck it is. And being and like. Contesting it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I have nothing to do. It, I contest because they are it is a fucking racket I know they could have it, the city is a grid they could have laid it out like you know east west at, yeah. this is a Monday <clears throat> they could have like Simple. planned it out and been like so that you know but nay it no. is everywhere it's different. all different yeah and they've got some of them are the street signs are hidden by plants and then they were making one taller and shorter and i was like i can't believe they're fu- they're fucking do you know how much money they made off of muni fines for jumping to muni and to pay like millions of dollars really like oh it keeps growing in expedition fines yeah so they they're, they're you know it's a poor tax yeah and that's the other thing poor is tax. That, yeah because yeah. fucking people that can afford parking fucking afford, afford parking they're like i have a bmw i pay 500 to 800 dollars a month for my car's rent to have a place or they own a house and they have a garage but the, the us that have to deal with street parking it's going to get broken into you're going to get uh, a fine a ticket for yeah. all kinds of reasons this is another job for Super, San Francisco Jesus. Oh my God, that's so great! Yeah. He heals Muni. Yeah, he, he heals. <laughs> he heals the the MTA Fire and everything. <laughs> yeah, he oh heals God. the MTA. That's so funny. Jesus oh. fixes the bus system. I think the gold poop thing is the the, 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 the lead, that should be the opening episode. Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> that the idea is he's coll- we should have him collect his disciples, and each one is like a different. Thing that he generates that it fixes so like maybe he that's how he collects them yeah like with like a, a bus one, one miracle right it's a, it's a it's a bus miracle and yeah. and then he's like and, that, this is and then disciple. all the new munis have to pick up the <laughs> it's 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 a muni miracle all the buses are thought. on time san francisco jesus san francisco with the, jesus. With the oakland a's hat yeah because <laughs> he yeah. sees the future yeah <laughs> Ah. And he can't forget the past. He said we're good in the like in the mid '80s and the '90s. No, yeah, 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 yeah. We're a good team. Uh, yeah. I wish I loved baseball more. But, yeah, yeah, I know. Me too. Yeah. I just it's basketball time right now. Yeah. Good luck. All right, uh, everybody, team. suck at LeBron. And uh, <laughs> he's coming. He's coming for you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fuck, fuck. 
fuck that guy. Uh, thank you, Lawrence Isbell. Everybody, check thank him you, out Pam, on Benjamin. Facebook. This I has been some it. call me Tim again. Mutiny uh, Radio. Mutiny Radio. Stay tuned for Sparkast as I redo the Sparkast from last night because my dumb sausage fingers got high because peach rings, which was the product highlight at Spark, is so fucking tasty and good that I got so high. We're gonna smoke some of it during. Um, some uh, during spark cast and we're going to talk about it we're going to talk about what the peach rings taste like and uh it's gonna be great so stay tuned thanks again to lawrence isbell go support a local comedian and press that donate button on mutinyradio.fm bye to patter. We'll gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Well, my favorite thing, this is Horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com. Well, my favorite thing, this is another thing I believe in. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program 
we interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I used to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base 10 times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you properly feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. (laughs) 
Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Barn Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll from some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen specials. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Coming at these bitches and all these snitches hitting switches going back to riches. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bear exoskeleton contessa 
and check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com. So you want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, 6 to 8, on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone. Get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist... Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, We've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco, and touring acts 